Welcome to Perfecting the Formula. This is Juan. And this is Mahesh. And today we're going to do something special. Vamos a hacer todo en el episodio en español. Porque vamos a hablar de mi gente. Just kidding. I was about to be like, you can do this episode on your own then, because I know I cannot do a whole episode in Spanish. But it's my people from Mexico, so. Well, the next episode we'll do a whole episode <laughs> in Tamil and see how you like it. Okay, I need to go brush up on that. <laughs> uh-huh, I need to brush up on that, honestly. I can't do a whole episode about racing. All right, so today we're going to do some of some quick fun facts about Mexico before we head into some of the upcoming news. Just um, a little pre-race chat about it. So, if you noticed, Mexico's climate is going to be completely different from Santiago, so we have to keep that, keep an eye out for that. Oh, I didn't consider that. Mm, Southern Hemisphere, times. Northern Hemisphere, and altitude. <sighs> so, it's cooler. <laughs> But still, it's going to be hard to cool it down because of the air density. Yeah. Uh, for those of you guys who aren't aware, uh, cars struggle in high altitude because I believe it's for every gallon of fuel, you need four gallons of air or something along those lines. Um, for Formula E. Oh, crap. <laughs> We're going to pretend I did not just talk about fuel with an uh, electric vehicle. Uh, so, yeah, it's all about cooling. Uh, no internal combustion engines to worry about here. Moving on. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ, about that, um, it's one of the highest racetracks in the world. At um, With some of the uh, highest race fans in the world? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was just a right, joke. So, 2.2 kilometers above sea level. Um, I should have got that in Imperial because we're Americans. I just want someone there to be smoking weed. I'm sorry. Like, I just, I just, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not encouraging people to break the law, but like, if you're at the highest racetrack on the Formula E circuit, we also want the highest fans. They should have done it in like Coachella then. They should have brought Coachella or Coachella over (laughs) so that we could also have the highest people there. But no, the Mexican fans are going to be down to earth and not high at all. 1.3 miles. Oh, he found the Imperial conversion. So why not just have a race in Colorado and have it the the Mile High Town? Oh my God, yes. Then you'd actually have high people everywhere. (laughs) Y'all screwed up, Formula E. What are you doing? All right, let's move off of weed. (laughs) (laughs) And um, let me see. There was one more fun fact that I had that I lost. Clearly it wasn't fun enough, Juan. (laughs) All right. So actually, those were the only two. So now into the news. Um. Quick takes on the news. <laughs> Felipe Nasser replaces Gunther. Come on, do we have to do the both the Felipe issue again? <laughs> Felipe Nasser and Felipe Massa? Like, it's just so confusing. I can never, like, you never know who the commentator's talking about. And they screwed up 20% of the time. But, I mean, good for him. He's so He was we. doing pretty well <laughs> in um, endurance racing, I feel like, for because he raced against Alonso recently. Yeah, he Alonso did a quick pass on him on the left in a last minute break on the rain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been I watched the video of that. That was just Alonso's passing point. He was like, "You know, I've been watching Daniel Ricardo for all this time, so you know, I'll pull up Daniel Ricardo." <laughs> but yeah, um, Gunther is being replaced almost indefinitely. But um, I forgot which race Nasser said he's gonna. Opt out for Formula E. I'm trying to find that. It's almost always New York. He's going to pass out on Rome Formula E. God damn it. That's a good race, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. Because he wants to prioritize him, so. Yet again, more ex-Formula 1 talent. I think we're starting to see a trend here. 
a pretty consistent trend. And, uh, I mean, originally, Boemi also used to take time off from Formula E, but now he's a committed Formula E driver, so maybe we'll see the same thing from Felipe Nasser. Next, we're going to see Alonso come in. <laughs> Bro, if Alonso comes in, all the other drivers just need to quit right now and be like, it's over. <laughs> that man will just come in and wreck all of their lives and still manage to drop in the phrase GP2 engine. <laughs> Okay, talking about Fil- another Felipe, Felipe Massa is actually, um, I was reading that Formula, well, his Formula E season is not as bad as it looks. Who said that? Autosport. Shut up. <laughs> like, no, I don't care. I don't care about, like, yeah, he's had pace in qualifying, and he's had pace in the races, but it doesn't matter for shit if you can't finish a race. Well, most of it has been technical issues or him getting hit. <laughs> I don't care. That didn't make Red Bull, like, that didn't make the Red Bull season any better. Despite them constantly having technical issues, it was still a shitty Red Bull season. (laughs) No, finish a fucking race. I'm sorry. Like, finish a race. Like, I love Massa. He's my favorite driver in the history of the world. But, like, finish a race. Also, Sims apologizes to Mortara after the Formula E incident and um, Merrick, oh, Santiago. Sims apologizes a lot. <laughs> That's really odd for a racing driver. I'm just saying. It's an interesting racing driver dynamic where you have a racing driver who openly apologizes without any prompting pretty, con- pretty like, continuously. Was that even Sims' fault? I don't think so. I, it, it, was, it was just it, packed up cars. Yeah, it was just packed up cars. Sims, stop apologizing. You're ruining racing for me. Half the fun of racing is get the melodrama. You're killing it. Like right. the Andrew Luck of uh, racing. I, well, to an extent, I don't. I think it should drivers shouldn't apologize unless it's blatantly obvious that yes, it wasn't a racing incident. It wasn't because cars piling up at last minute or on a, some kind of corner. Like yeah, like Ocon should have apologized to Verstappen when he took out the leader, <laughs> but like. You, Sims shouldn't have apologized for either of these. I don't know. This is a very interesting trend I'm seeing with Mr. Sims. It's not very simple. Ha, ha, uh, ha. Insert laugh track. No, I'm joking. We're never going to use a laugh track. Uh, but for some reason, the accident from Singapore 17 comes to mind. When um, Sebastian closes his door on Verstappen. I, I mean, like, again, but even in that case, we were just sort of like, just, it's just really weird to see a driver openly apologize for an incident that could definitely be put on both drivers, and he's done it twice now. And I think that, I don't know, it's just interesting. Maybe we're seeing a new character of driver entering the field. Maybe it's good for the sport. Maybe it's bad for the sport. Only time will tell. All right. And let's start wrapping up some of these news. Um, yeah, we got to get to our bold predictions. <laughs> All right, so after Marrakesh, not Marrakesh, Santiago's last-minute sprint, Vern said we should freeze uh, the race time under safety car conditions. That becomes really problematic. I get where he's going with this. It becomes really problematic because, yeah, your energy consumption is lower, but it's not zero. Mm -hmm. So that could really... I don't know. I need a scientist to look at this data and give me like an analysis of what that would look like. Because if you have like a six lap safety car, which isn't unheard of, 
I can't imagine you'd still be able to finish the race if you froze the time. So you should adjust it according to how many laps you were because obviously you're going to have some kind of consumption, not zero consumption. If you say like add back 75% of the, add 75% of the laps that were under safety car, that would make sense to me. Well, so we're like, under time, so... Well, no, like, so you do 45 minutes plus one lap. So instead of plus one lap, if you were under safety car for, let's say, six laps, add another four laps on. Okay. So you do 45 minutes plus five laps. That would be a nice last-minute sprint. It'd be interesting. I, I like where Vern's going with this. I just think that he need, that it needs to be fleshed out. An idea of the FIA, or not the FIA. Oh, shit. I said FIA. Uh, the, run away. <laughs> run away. <laughs> we said Beetlejuice, run. Uh, it's an idea that we need to definitely look into. I think Formula E should look into that idea. That's interesting. Wow, Vern said something smart. <laughs> and the founder of Formula E launches a radical new off-road concept. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't know. I think that'd be cool having different types of electric series. Nah. Nah. How come? I don't know. I'm not feeling... (laughs) Are you kidding me with this? Like, an off-road formula? I don't know. They're just... Silent off-roading just seems weird to me. I'm not on board. Have you looked into the, uh, well, maybe the Tesla Saline edition? Oh, no, I haven't. Well, we should look into that. It actually is pretty loud. Hmm. Well, it's loud for an electric car. I don't know. I understand why more electric racing series would be good, though. Because um, then you actually have a reason to call this the formula edition of electric racing. I don't know. It can be looked into. I'm just not a huge fan of off-road racing to begin with. It's fun when you do it yourself. Exactly. It's not one of those things that's fun that you watch. What most people who don't like racing say about racing anyway, but still. <laughs> all right, that's all the news. So. All right, so time for our predictions for the race, Juan. So we'll do it. We'll do it in. Uh, what's first? Do driver of the day. Who do you think is going to be driver of the day? Driver of the day. Um, I'm hoping Massa. <laughs> we always hope Massa. I'm actually going to go with Nasser, because the votes always skewed towards the new driver on the grid. They just have to finish in like the top ten. It's like, oh, you win. So I think he's going to get driver of the day. All right. What about podiums? Uh, this is where it gets interesting, doesn't it? Mm. I think Bird wins. I think Bird's going to win. I think Sebastian Buemi's out for revenge. He'll come in a second. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say... Um, I don't know. I... Feeling, I'm feeling Verline in third, back to back podiums. All right, I uh, had Verline for first. Bold. Um, Sam Bird for second. You think Verline can get past Bird, or do you think he's gonna qualify him? I'm. I think he's gonna qualify him. Yeah, because I was about to say, if you start behind Bird, you're staying behind Bird. There's, <laughs> like in uh. Like, in America, we have a white man building a wall, and Formula E, the white man is the wall. Sam Bird is a wall. <laughs> and then I'm hoping for um, Vern. He has showed potential, but he always screws up, and I think this is his chance, finally. No, I don't have faith in him to not <laughs> screw up. I'm sorry, I don't have faith in to cheat it and not fuck it all up. They have it- the pace, but... I- Hoping the drivers actually stick out the No, nah, in, in Cheetah, we trust. You're going to fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Any wild predictions you think that may happen during the race? All right, our bold prediction time. Oh, the bold prediction for me this week. Felipe Massa. I know this contradicts my podium thing, but Felipe Massa. We're going to have two Formula One drivers on the podium. I don't know who it's going to be. Stoffel Waffle, Massive, Roarline, Nasser of that four, but there are going to be two on the podium. All right. I mean, I just think we saw that they were all having a lot of good pace last race before they got fucked up. Or in the case of Stoffel, forgot where the wall was. <laughs> um, so that would be interesting. Nasser was never like a fantastic driver, but I mean, he was decent. He was no Ericsson, as we all know from the show. I believe Ericsson is Garbo. Complete and total garbage. I don't understand how he has a drive. But anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that'll be interesting. So we'll uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, but I think two Formula One drivers on the podium. What about you? Okay, I, maybe I won't see them in the podium, but at least all within top five. Soffle Waffle. Um, so wait, that means there's only one non-Formula One driver. In well, the- I was looking at the most recent transfers, not older transfers, at least. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the recent bunch still, that's Wehrlein, Stoffelwaffle, Massa, and Nasser. Well, I'm not looking at Nasser just because Nasser has been racing elsewhere for the last couple of years. Okay. So name okay. the Formula One drivers you're thinking. Um, Stoffel von Dahl, um uh, Pascal Verline and Felipe Massa are going to end up in the top five. Yes. So but besides Verline, the other two are going to be fourth and fifth. See, but do we have faith in the Stoffel waffle? Or will he Stoffel his waffle? Mexico doesn't have as many walls. It's sad when we have to go to that. <laughs> they have runoff area. It's fine. Oh, so also fun fact: this is another. Perp- this is one of the f- only purpose-built tracks. Yeah, it is. It's one of the only purpose-built tracks. So don't expect the road falling apart like Santiago. No, I'd still expect the road fall apart. <laughs> Listen, I don't trust. I don't trust anyone's engineering anymore. <laughs> All right. I mean, a manhole cover came up at Monaco. Oh, that's yeah. supposed to be the pinnacle of racing. It was supposed to be welded shut, Juan. I think another... Actually, yeah, you're right. Haas got destroyed by one of the manhole covers in another track. I think it was Malaysia. Yeah, I don't have faith in purpose-built tracks. <laughs> I don't have faith in anything anymore. It's the end of the world. We're all doomed. And on that cheery note, thank you for listening to this episode of Perfecting the Formula. Where uh, next time we're going to talk about our qualifications to talk about formula racing. Yeah, I don't have any spoiler alert uh so yeah uh thank you for listening hope you enjoy the mexico epre we'll be back after the race to talk about it and keep an eye out because formula one testing is around the corner and if you don't think we're going to talk about it you don't know us at all (laughs) all right have a lovely day adios